Hey, welcome to Holistic Marketing. This is where we bridge psychology, spirituality, and marketing to create more clients. I'm Martina Thomason, and I teach you how to do organic marketing that is in alignment with your personal values and feels good to your soul. If you don't want to run ads or learn all the technical aspects around marketing, but still want to attract and convert clients, listen on. Hello coach, I am so happy to be talking to you today and I hope that you're doing okay despite all of the turmoil that's happening in the world right now and I was inspired to create this episode talking about being ashamed or embarrassed about selling coaching because I know that a lot of people are feeling quite a bit of shame around that and especially in times of tragedy and crisis and you know to be selling weight loss programs or confidence coaching when we think about a whole nation fighting for their lives and some even talking about a potential world war three coaching can feel somewhat meaningless and insignificant and I also know that a lot of people feel shame around or, or embarrassment around selling coaching just in general. And thinking back, I used to feel a lot of shame around selling coaching too, even without the terrible circumstances that we're seeing today. So that's what I want to unpack for you today, both feeling ashamed to sell coaching in terms of um, being in a crisis and just in general. And I often talk about changing our focus from ourselves and insecurities and instead onto how we can help clients. And in this episode, though, I want to go into the mindset and thoughts that are often creating this feeling of shame around coaching. So we'll, we'll be looking at ourselves today and our mindset um, and some hacks to obviously move through it to start feeling confident in selling coaching again and feeling good about it uh, coming from a, a place of inspiration and dedication rather than shamefulness um, because that certainly doesn't <laughs> sell a lot of coaching. So I always liked to um, make my episode timeless and what we in marketing call evergreen. So um, so that you can always come back and listen to the content no matter how long it is since I shared it. So in this case, we all have human lives with things happening and crisis is just a part of the human experience, whether it be um, personal crisis, familial crisis, emotional crisis or global crisis. So if you're experiencing any of these in the future, you can always come back and re-listen to this episode to get back on track and get your mindset right. So now, without further ado, let's undo some knots around this. So let's take a look at the main reasons why people feel ashamed to sell coaching. These are the reasons that I see coming up over and over again. So try and listen in and see which one applies to you the most. One, you don't think that you're a good enough of a coach. Two, you think that you have to live the best and most perfect life to prove that coaching actually works. Three, you're afraid of judgment from others who might not know what coaching really is. Four, you 
Tell yourself that you shouldn't charge money for your services, especially not premium prices. Five, you think that nobody wants what you're offering anyway. Six, some variation or combination of the above. So let's look at this now um, to really dig into what's behind them and how we can change our mindset around it so that it feels more aligned with what we are wanting to do. So number one, you don't think that you're a good enough coach. Feeling shameful for selling coaching because of not being a good enough coach is something that often comes from thinking that you're still a baby coach, that you're, you know, just got certified or not certified at all um, or don't have much experience. And it often comes from comparison to other coaches where you think that why should people coach with me when there are so many other great coaches out there? Who am I to sell coaching? Who am I to say that I can help these people? Listen, you are a good enough coach. If you show up with a clean mind and clear intentions, being 100% focused on helping your client and coming from a place of love, you will deliver great coaching. If you feel that you need more experience or expertise, you can offer free coaching for a while to hone your craft and fine tune your coaching and to learn more about what you are naturally good at within the coaching space. And remember that you are always your first client and by getting yourself amazing results and growth, you can more easily help others as well. So coach yourself, get coaching on your brain from others, experience transformation, help people for free and then you build your expertise, knowledge, confidence um, around that as well. Number two, thinking that you have to live the perfect life to prove that coaching actually works. So coaches often shame themselves for, you know, not being perfect because as coaches, we should know better. As coaches, we have all the tools to manage our minds and reach all of our goals. So if you don't live the perfect life, with the perfect love life, with the perfect weight, with the perfect confidence, with the perfect monthly income and the perfect freaking everything, you're a fraud. <laughs> if you haven't listened to my podcast episode, How Imposter Syndrome Affects Your Business, make sure to listen to that episode after you finish this one. So many think thoughts like, who am I to say that I can help these people when I still have all of my own struggles happening in my life. We are human beings with human brains and human emotions, guys. We will never be perfect, or should I say, we'll always be perfectly imperfect. <laughs> and having said that, the more you get coached and the more transformation you have in your own life from coaching, the more you'll believe in it being the tool that you can help people with, no matter what's going on in your own life. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it again, <laughs> it's not about you, it's about your client. So when we coach, we are a thousand percent <laughs> focused on our clients and their mindset. We are irrelevant. We go into coaching with a clean mind. It's like a person who washes people's homes for a living. She might 
have a messy home or a less pristine house herself, but it doesn't mean she can't make someone else's house pristine. If she shows up with the right tools and the right mindset, she can get it all done looking perfect. As one of my mentors sometimes says as well, you can be the best brain surgeon in the world, but you can't perform brain surgery on yourself. <laughs> I love that. Okay, number three, being afraid of judgment from others who might not know what coaching really is. People might judge you. People do that. <laughs> but what are you making that mean? That you're a weirdo? That you're making a fool out of yourself? That you're embarrassing yourself? That you're, you should quit? That you're not good enough? That you won't hit this off? That you're, you weren't cut up for this in the first place? Um, you know, that they might be right for judging you. Other people see you and what you do through their own personal filter and based on their own limiting beliefs and their worldviews. So they might live in a completely different reality than you, where safety from a corporate job and having a managerial or a high-ranking position is what they perceive to be the best thing people can do for themselves. But that's not you. You know, you got dreams and ambitions way beyond that. You think outside of the box and you want to help people directly with your qualities and your strengths and your tools. You want to do something that feels meaningful and fulfilling every day. You don't want to be a small piece in a big corporate puzzle. You want to build your own dream and help as many people as possible in the process. And, and if other people judge you for that, that's on them. What you make it mean, however, <laughs> and how you deal with that judgment is your responsibility. And it might require you to get coaching on this a hundred times. Um, I, mean, I had my rounds on this. But if you break through that fear, other people's opinions of you and you selling coaching will fall off you like fat on Teflon so to speak. <laughs> Number four, you shouldn't charge money for your services, especially not premium prices. <laughs> a lot of people seem to think that you shouldn't charge for helping people that needs help or want help, especially in the more spiritual circles. And if we go down memory lane as well, <laughs> when we, um, you know, we see that women in particular historically hasn't been compensated well or not at all, for their emotional and physical labor. You know, it's just expected to do it for free. But business in and of itself is to get paid to help someone solve a problem or meet a desire or need that someone has. And whether it be a product or a service. And if you get paid well for your labor, you get to do it full time. You get to give away free stuff through your marketing to those who can't yet afford to work with you. And you get to live a life where you not only show up as the best version of yourself to your paying clients, you also are able to give back. You can donate to charities that mean something special to you. And also when you as a coach have a premium fee, people who work with you will have more skin in the game. So just like investing $200 into sunglasses versus paying $10 for a pair at a gas station, they will treat the service differently. They will show up more prepared, more committed and more excited than if they got free coaching or at a super low fee. 
And obviously, as a result, they will get better results as well. <laughs> you know, they get more of what they came for because they're more emotionally and physically and mentally invested in, in the work that you do together. And I'm not saying that you should crank up your price for the hell of it. <laughs> It's, you know, it needs to reflect the value that the client is getting from working with you. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, number four. You think that nobody wants what you're offering anyway. And this is a common thought in the beginning of your coaching career. We haven't necessarily seen the evidence that people want what we offer yet. And again, thoughts like, who do I think I am? Um, who am I to do this? There are other coaches far more qualified than me. Why would people choose to work with me, etc.? All of those come up. And another great thought is <laughs> people don't want my stupid offer anyway. <laughs> you know the drill. And I'm sure you've experienced this at some level. I certainly have. I see that this is one of the more common ones where people are super reluctant to show up in the marketing and actually talk about their offers on a continuous basis. But notice how we're focused on ourselves here. We shame and belittle ourselves. And what we're not doing when we're busy doing that, pooping all over ourselves, is to focus on how we could help people. <laughs> Okay, number six, some variation or combination of the above. You probably recognize yourself in one or more of the above. So I invite you to take note of which one stands out the most for you. And then challenge yourself. Is that really true? Could the opposite also be true? So I'll give you an example from my life and you know, experience of being ashamed to sell coaching myself. I used to be so embarrassed to call myself a coach to friends and family. And when new people asked me what I did for a living, I'd answer marketing because I thought that they would judge me for being a coach. When I started my Instagram business account, I went through friends and friends of friends to block them all so that they wouldn't find me. I blocked well over 400 people. Like, I kid you not. And even the thought of showing it to, you know, my boyfriend or whatever, like, made me just want to vomit. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable by the thought of showing up and exposing my true colors to people that had a certain perception of who I was or who I am. So there was this sense of shame and fear that they might think that I was a weirdo. And for me to even think that I could sell my coaching um, and my services felt really confronting. You know, this, this was one of the main reasons and my main fears that um, my clients have too, you know, fear of what other people might think. Another thing that I had issues with in the beginning was what I told myself uh, about people's perception of coaching. Because coaching, as we know, is not a protected title. And everyone, regardless of having training or not, can call themselves a coach. And because of that, there is a low barrier to entry and 
the industry attracts a lot of various quality of coaching. And to add fuel to that, I kept telling myself that people think that coaches put themselves above others in the sense that they have it all figured out, that a coach to be able to help people had to be some sort of a guru <laughs> to be able to help others reach their goals, that coaches teach people how to live their lives and that they themselves had it all figured out. <laughs> this was one of the biggest reasons for me that I felt so embarrassed to both call myself a coach and to sell coaching, to put myself out there and talk about it, to have people see me as a person who thinks she's the shit and has life figured out perfectly, that you should all come to me and get your answers and live your perfect life like I am. Like, oh my God, I hear so many people having similar thoughts. And so this is what I want to offer you. The coaching industry is still young. And the market is still relatively uneducated as to what coaching really is. And that's okay. You can be a part of educating the market. People still talk about, you know, mentors, guides and coaches pretty much interchangeably. And, and even therapy gets thrown into the mix sometimes. But there are distinct differences here like they might overlap a little bit but there are certainly differences in those so let's just quickly visit that as you might know mentors are those that has gone the path before us and can teach us best practices based on their personal experiences so mentoring may include advising counseling to some degree and elements of coaching Guides are generally associated with, you know, more gurus or spiritual leaders or people who channel messages for others. And so that is often, you know, advice giving as well. Therapy, on the other hand, generally deals with healing pain, dysfunction and conflict within an individual or within relationships. And the focus is often on resolving difficulties arising from the past and dealing with the present in a more emotionally healthy way. So on the other hand, we got coaching, uh, which is helping people set and achieve goals based on their own objectives. It supports personal and professional growth based on self-initiated change towards their desired goals. Um, coaching is future-focused and important elements of coaching are helping clients to manage their brain, create feelings that drives desired actions, such as determination, commitment, sufficiency, but also serves as accountability and help with follow through. And coaches help people tap into their own excellence and wisdom in order to reach the goals that they want. Coaches are trained to ask the right questions to have people find their own truth and their own ideal answers um, based on you know their ideal uh, results and outcomes and goals and they've had this knowledge inside of them all along we just help them bring it out and to the surface we as coaches help our clients break patterns that no longer serves them and place power back into the hands of the client. We are experts on making other people become experts on themselves through introspection. 
and to make the unconscious conscious and help them see limiting beliefs that only people external to them are able to see. Because most of the time, we're all too close to our own shit to see it ourselves. <laughs> and as with pro athletes, they all have coaches because they know that they will greatly benefit from, from having them to become their best. And it's not that the coach would do any better out there themselves. Like a lot of football coaches, for example, are completely out of shape themselves. But they see the potential. They see where the athlete isn't acing it and knows how to get the athlete to perform at their very best. They see from an outside perspective where and how the athlete can improve. And that's the same thing with coaches in general, like no matter what niche that you're in. So yeah, so as you can see, we don't have to have our whole lives figured out perfectly and live in a bubble of sparkles, butterflies and unicorns <laughs> to be able to create huge transformations in our clients' lives. You know, like transformation, reaching amazing milestones, signing more clients, becoming super confident on social media and starting to create genius content comes from how we think. That's where it all starts. And that's what you become masterful at when you work with a coach. Now, let's talk about feeling ashamed for selling coaching in times of crisis and even war. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, it is easy to feel hopeless and helpless when we are experiencing crisis. It can feel completely meaningless and insignificant to be selling coaching for people to live their ideal life when others are not even getting their basic needs met. However, the matter of the fact is that to survive ourselves, we need an a certain income and whether that means that you quit selling coaching and take another job or you keep building your business it doesn't make any difference to the crisis that we're seeing however if you do well in your business and you create a surplus for yourself you can give more you can decide that you want to donate five percent or ten percent of all of your income plus you know an additional bonus donation if you're doing really well and donating money will help people getting apathetic and shaming ourselves for selling coaching won't it's like putting on our own oxygen mask first as we've heard a million times on, on the planes you know when we can breathe okay we have way more to give and also like ask yourself what is better for the whole world at large you following your passion of helping people live better lives in big or small ways through coaching them, or you working as a checkout chick at a grocery store or going back to your corporate job. Like, which one makes the most difference? Which one of those makes more of an impact on you, on your loved ones and the people that you work with or, or you know, the world at large. And also think about emotional health. There are so many people who are scared and have nervous systems that are totally overloaded after two years of lockdowns and now this. How would it affect people to be able to manage their brains and their minds to feel better emotionally so that they could show up better for their loved ones and their families so that they are not stuck in paralysis or apathy, but maybe have the emotional bandwidth or resiliency to actually 
look at ways to help, to actually do something for those in need. No matter what niche you have, coaching is mindset work. And whether you're a health coach or empowerment coach or anxiety coach or whatever you do, you can give people tools that they need through these times. And, you know, you can help people for free through your marketing, but also help people personally and customized for their specific needs and desires in your paid offer. Because you will be able to help people better in a one-on-one offer or, or in a program. So don't deprive people of that. Don't take that option away from people if they want it and need it. And why the hell should we be ashamed to offer people emotional well-being, to help people feel better about themselves and their lives? Why should we be ashamed to offer something that we're naturally good at? Why should we be ashamed to sell a service that gets people what they want? Whether it be to feel confident, to implement more creativity and play in their lives, building their own business or getting more loving and peaceful marriages. We help people get more out of the life that they have and we also help them become emotionally resilient and to be more emotionally available to help other people. And... You know, what's the shame in that? You feel ashamed for selling coaching because you're thinking one of the thoughts that I have mentioned in this episode and it doesn't really hold water. Like, why would you choose to think those thoughts? Why would you choose to think that nobody wants what you offer when people buy coaching every day? Like, (laughs) just stop for a minute and look at the evidence. Like, people are buying coaching every day, no matter what, no matter what crisis we're in. And, And also, matter of the fact is that what we're seeing now is utterly tragic. But I also want to remind you that There are tragedies happening in the world every single day, even when it's not, you know, broadcasted on TV. There are people starving in this world, like there has been for thousands of years. Like there is always going to be really terrible things happening in the world. And now we've become painfully aware of it. And it's so important that we help as much as we can and that we don't become apathetic to the situation and don't shame ourselves for selling coaching when that can be the very thing that earns us money that we could send and donate. So I'm not taking away from what's happening right now, but I also want to remind you that there has never been a world that has been perfectly peaceful. And, you know, unfortunately it might never be, but we can contribute in our own unique ways through coaching and sharing our gifts with the world and helping other people feel more leveled emotionally and also from that also contribute with you know humanitarian support and and money and whatever they need so why should you choose to focus on your own limiting beliefs when you can pour your heart and soul into finding ways to help people And lastly, I just want to end off by saying that be the antidote to the difficult things that you see in the world. If you see hate, share love. If you see despair, help people find joy. If you see fear, create hope and help people feel empowered. How can you be the antidote to what you see in the world today? Okay, my friend, don't be ashamed to sell coaching. Come back and listen to this episode as many times as you need. And 
if you want help with your marketing, attracting more clients, support and accountability to actually follow through and show up consistently in your business, get your free consultation today. Head over to my website, martinathomason.com and schedule it right now. I will speak to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, pay it forward by sharing it in an Instagram story and tag me at Martina Thomason Coaching. If you want tips on how to create amazing content every week, make sure to sign up for my newsletter and get my free guide, 10 Holistic Marketing Hacks to Sign More Clients. It will transform the quality and quantity of your marketing from here on out. You'll find the link in the podcast description box, in the show notes and in my Instagram bio. So make sure to grab that right now. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.